0: What team do you play for, Jake? The Indians.
1: Here in Cleveland? Mm hmm. I didn't know they still had a team.
0: Yeah, we got uniforms and everything. It's really great.
1: Hey, Jessica, did you hear that? It's (laughs) love. It's in the air tonight. (laughs) <laughs> best intro ever hello and welcome to a brand new episode of fascinated with films what up <laughs> we are here <laughs> that's right we are here we're in frigid florida because it shifts around here like no one's business for real uh, i know it was it's crazy. 78 yesterday <laughs> yeah we had the air on yesterday now i put the heat on this yeah, morning i that's was like it's kind of crazy to be <laughs> here with all this so how you been Doing all right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Working. Working. Making money. Living. Yeah. <laughs> watching <laughs> some, some movies. Watching some movies. Watching yep. some TV. Watching some WandaVision. Ca- you caught up with WandaVision? Oh, it's awesome. dude.
0: I, I gotta say, I was really worried for the first two episodes. It's
1: it's interesting, right? Yeah. You're, you're like, what is this? But that's what that is what grabbed my my wife though. That's yes. a lot of people that aren't Marvel fans, I think that's what grabbed them. And yeah. then the real Marvel fans are like, All right, get to it already. Yeah. No. We know you're doing it to yeah. us. <laughs> it's clever. It's it's clever as shit. Once it all comes together. Yeah. Well, uh, and really and I
0: like how, you know, because we didn't really know what direction they were gonna go in, um, how they threw in a Hydra symbol here and there they, to oh, kind of make you there's an
1: Easter eggs like a mother oh, motherfucker yeah, dude. in that thing. Like, I've uh, I've been I've dove deep a couple times and you wouldn't believe it. Like, do you see the uh, uh, Rambo's car's license plate is like Stan Lee's uh, birth date or something like that? Really? On it. So there's so much different like stuff like that. That's and awesome. I've been listening to. Kevin Smith's pods and he's been diving deep because it's basically just one big Marvel movie that they've just chopped up yeah. in like these little segments. Which and is all awesome I could have easily done this as a movie. Yeah. And we know it's gonna lead into the other Marvel movies and everything. Did you hear about the casting yesterday for Thor? Uh no. God of Thunder. This made me happy as shit. Um uh, do you remember in Thor uh I think it was Ragnarok yeah, it was Ragnarok mm-hmm. uh where they did the fake play? And Sam Neill yeah. played Odin, and Matt Damon came in and yeah. played. Uh, they're doing that again. Apparently, they're doing a, a fake play where they're beating Hella. You know, the Kate yeah. Blanchett, and yeah. they cast Melissa McCarthy to play Hella. Really? That's <laughs> in, gonna in be fake awesome, play. dude. So I think that's gonna be great. But people were initially freaking out. They were like, "Don't put Melissa McCarthy." Oh, I said, "It's for the fake play, yeah, dude." Yeah, it's. I fun. said it's gonna be hilarious and it's gonna be fun. And it's Tiki Watiti, so you know he's gonna he's gonna rock it, so.
0: dude. I saw some outtakes with her the other day. From I think it was this is forty. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in the principal's office. Have you ever seen that? Ah, uh, this is forty. It could have made this this pod. Really, it's Paul Rudd and um, wait,
1: I do remember. The I can't title. remember
0: the the lady's name, um, but she's also in Forty Year Old Virgin. She's the one that drives the PT Cruiser and pukes in the car. Oh, it's
1: that's Judd Apatow's wife. Yeah, I can't think of her life. name. Uh, Leslie uh, Mann. Yeah, 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 she's really great. Um, well, puked in the car. Yeah, her her and Paul Rudd <laughs> you got a breath mint.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can still have sex. <laughs> no, <I'm good. laughs> um but yeah dude there's a there's a scene with Melissa McCarthy and Paul Rudd and her and uh dude, it's just so funny just yeah. to watch Melissa McCarthy <laughs> just come up with the most like insane thing you yeah. can imagine a parent to say. Oh, oh yeah. so good, dude. She's, she's awesome.
1: Great. She's great. She gets typecasted in a lot of shit and people don't realize how versatile she is. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's like Tom Hanks. She can do some serious, dramatic shit if she wants yeah. to. And Her husband's a riot, too. Who's now, if books? they bring their husband, I think... Actually, that might be a thing. I think they might have cast her husband, too. Oh, really? Her, her husband, you've seen him in all her, her movies. If you pull up Melissa McCarthy's husband, he yeah. just looks like a, a man-on-the-street kind of character actor and everything, but he is her like, uh, comedy like partner in crime, I guess, so they do a lot of stuff together.
0: Huh. Uh, ben Falcone. Yeah, Ben
1: Falcone. He, he's been in a couple uh, bigger roles, but I'm not sure what that was. Interesting. Was there any other big news this week? There was a couple. Yep, we might be getting a uh, Jennifer Lawrence in a Fantastic Four movie. I heard that rumor this week, and yeah, I watched a little of the uh, Golden Globes. Man, there's a, there's a lot even, of movies that apparently I didn't even I need realize to see. they
0: were on, yeah. dude. Like, it's,
1: yeah, well, the some of the movies on there did look good. Like that, Frances McDormand. No Man Land is supposed to be big, but there was the Tom Hanks. Um, no, Frances McDormand. It, it looks like she's doing like a walkabout and it's Uh, like her life experience doing, being a living as a nomad or something. And uh, there's another one, though, uh about like uh Asian immigrants in like Arizona I think that won an award that huh. uh, that looked really good so there's a bunch of indie movies because no big movie was up really
0: What was that Tom Hanks movie that just came yeah, out Yeah the western Yeah It's
1: only available on like Apple TV Plus Who the fuck has Apple TV Plus
0: I might Do you, Do you really? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know uh
1: it's, it's one of those new services like I've got enough man I can't get Apple TV
0: Plus I think I might have like a free subscription Maybe to because
1: it. uh What's his Sudeikis just won for the TV show that's on net, network too. Uh, I can't remember the name of the TV show. Ted Lasso.
0: I heard that show. Hear is it's, awesome. I hear dude. it's incredible, but it's uh, yeah. on
1: Apple TV Plus. Really? <laughs> so it's so that in the Tom Hanks movie, I think are the big uh, the big gets right now. So, but tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? No, today's Wednesday. We're filming this, so on Friday, uh-huh. Coming to America comes out.
0: Oh, does it really? Yep. Is it on Amazon though? Yep.
1: God damn it! I just—I'm lucky my brother-in-law has the code, so I'm able to see it. Well, I, I, Facetime
0: me yeah. and just set the phone there because <laughs> I'm know, not going to get an Amazon subscription just to watch that movie.
1: I know, man. I'll have to let you know what it is. Do You hear what the big news for that movie that's come out uh, this week? Yeah, about, the, Louis, the, about Anderson. Louis Anderson. Poor Louis Anderson, though. He didn't. Yeah, do but they anything. both. But they also said in both the interviews that they loved Louis and yeah. they picked Louis. They yeah. like if we are if we do have to have somebody on here that yeah. we don't weren't wasn't our choice we want Louie yeah so it's actually a it was actually a compliment to to Louis. sure
0: yeah of course I but just yeah you
1: know, if, I, uh, we're kind of jumping ahead like we know it and the listeners might not apparently uh it was revealed by Arsenio Hall and uh, Andy Murphy that they wanted a completely black movie yeah. with Coming to America, and the producers came up to him and said, y- y- "You need a white guy in this movie." So we're forcing you to put a white guy working at uh, McDowell's and yeah. everything. And that's how we got Louis Anderson. But I mean, obviously not Louis Anderson's fault. Louis, yeah, awesome. yeah. But, I- and like I said, they hand picked him. They were like, "We like Louis." They gave him a list. Yeah, they, they gave, gave him a list of like, like, like five people uh, or something actors, like that. And they were like, "All right, we'll take Louis." Yeah, and he was good at it. I mean, yeah. Isn't it so little too? But it's just kind of shitty. That's the time we were living in. And- I, I know, right? It it also shows that they didn't have a whole lot of pull back then compared to now. Well, I mean,
0: you look at Harlem Knights. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Danny Aiello was in that, and the guy who played uh, Bugsy Calhoun that um, was
1: all Eddie, though. The, didn't he direct that? No, who who directed? I that? don't know if he directed it, but Bill I know Duke directed it. I know. Let um, um, me look up real
0: quick. I know that him and re- he. Well, Eddie Murphy primarily wrote it. I think Richard Pryor has some writing credit, and possibly even Charlie Murphy. I am not a hundred on that one, though. Um,
1: Harlem Nights. There we are. I guess I I he does. Bill have du- bad I think luck th- with no. Kids. Eddie Murphy directed it. He did. Yeah. Okay. I am wondering if was he the producer too. He was also one of them. Ray Ray Murphy Jr. That was his brother, too. Yeah, so no one's going to tell him to shit on that movie. (laughs) (laughs) This is my motherfucking movie. It's like Dolomite. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. So, yeah, that comes out on Friday, so I'm interested. That and the WandaVision. I'm tempted to get up at midnight. I usually get up at around 2 a.m. I heard it doesn't air until 3. Until 3 a.m., really? Yeah.
0: Is yeah, that I heard heard? that's because I, I, you know, I was like, I knew it didn't come out till Friday, but I was like, when is that? When are they going to release? It'd be different
1: it? because the other ones came out at 12.01 okay. You know, yeah, I, everyone else watched it. I know it's going to be like an hour long and everything because that's going to be huge. It's yeah. like stay off the internet time. No, I'm, you, that's, that's what I'm going to have it.
0: to do Friday because I got to go to work. So once I get home, my I'm girls
1: there. leaving tomorrow for the weekend. And I was like, you do know I'm watching that. <laughs> <laughs> there's no fucking way. You can, you can I said I will watch it twice. I have no problem rewatching it with you. Uh, that and the coming to America. So
0: that's going to be the season finale. It'll event. be the finale, yeah. and
1: we're not going. And then two weeks until uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which they dropped a trailer. Man, and uh, Zemo with his mask on. Ooh. Oh, really? They got Zemo back from Winter Soldier yeah. too, and he was awesome in that. I, I love that, that actor. Uh, it looks good. It looks completely different than Wanda. It's the action. Like these two guys are. Soldiers. I imagine there's got to be it, some it's comedy. Bucky becoming Captain America.
0: Basically, he, oh cool. I, there's got to be some comedy in there too, oh, because yeah, the yeah. two of them butt heads. Like I. I, I remember in uh i think it's civil war when they're both sitting in the back of the car and they one of them says a smart ass comment to the other one he's like I hate you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh
1: man, I think the the go between between those two is going to be great. So, yeah, and, I, and then after that, they they still don't know what they're going to do with Black Widow and they don't uh know when they they know Doctor Strange 2 is definitely is connected with
0: WandaVision somehow. Yeah. So, it's still probably not going to come out till yeah. 2027.
1: Paul Bettany did uh announce he says in the finale he gets to do a scene with an actor that he's always wanted to work with.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, so Interesting that, I don't know and what That's that vision is. though right? That's Vision, yeah. He, he made my list today. Oh, shit. Nice. I love that guy. I love that guy. <laughs> awesome. Yes,
1: we are going to talk. Who would have thunk 178 episodes it took us to get to romance? <laughs>
0: 178 episodes and one month past Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We came close. We came close. It's all we right. almost made it. You need
1: love after Valentine's yeah.
2: Day.
1: So, yeah, we were, we were picking anything romance, you know, uh, horror, movie, drama, comedy, rom-com, whatever you want here. It was a reason Dave has not picked for this category. <laughs> he's, he, he's his black heart is not interested <laughs> in any of these uh, movies unless it's uh it's it's deep, deep down in subtext. <laughs> uh, but I've got some good ones, man. I got five good ones that I, I got to rewatch this week and I really, really enjoyed. Heck yeah. Uh, I forgot you sent me your list earlier on and I totally forgot what they were, so I'm about to get excited again. <laughs> when we start us off, man.
0: All right. Um so this one uh I I just watched yesterday. Nice. Um, It's 2001's The Mexican.
1: I always remember this movie fondly of the time period that it happened. What was it, 2001? 2001. Yeah. Well, Um, (laughs) it must have been earlier on the year when it was a lot more fond. Probably. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, yeah, because I remember. So I read an article. This is what brought me to this movie yesterday. It's the 20 year anniversary because it was released on like March 2nd or something like that. Um, And the, the article was talking about what a bomb! This movie was. It's weird.
1: It was a It was a sweet little was fun good independent movie, movie too. Yeah. It was a lot better than you thought. James um, Gandolfini, man. I love James dude, Gandolfini he, in this. His,
0: his role in this, again, watching it yesterday, I was just reminded like how great of a role this was for yeah, him yeah. to play. Why don't you give us a little of a premise here? So- it's I mean, it's it's a love story, but also kind of like a gangster story. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, and Gene Hackman, of all people. He makes... Wow. Yeah, he makes a Gotta very... Gotta be one of his last movies. Yeah, he... Second he, to last is what I would guess. He makes a five to seven minute appearance yeah. at the end of the movie, and that's it. Wow. Um, so... Brad Pitt is working um, for Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman is actually in jail, um, and so um, Bob Balaban. Oh yeah, you know him. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, awesome. he's kind of taken over for Gene Hackman. That's while so he's weird. Yeah. Him
1: being in the boss because he's yeah. like five foot six. I know, and he's
0: <laughs> and he's like an accountant. Yeah, like, yeah. even in this, he's he, like he doing like numbers. An and that's what I mean, you know. <laughs> um, and so Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts are together, but they're. Their relationship is, you know, not going well. And basically it's because Brad Pitt has to keep doing these jobs for Gene Hackman, even though he doesn't want to, Mm. because five years ago at an intersection, Brad Pitt ran into Gene Hackman and Gene Hackman had a guy in his trunk (laughs) and the police showed up and he had to go to jail. So in order to repay him, he had him doing jobs for him the whole time, you know, Mm. so... Um he was supposed to have done this one last job and he screwed it up. He just screws up everything. That's just what his character is. It's always does. about
1: that one last job, man. I know, <laughs> yeah. right? All these all these sniper kind of professional assassins. Well, but
0: for him, <laughs> he 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 wants it to be his yeah. last job. And it
1: wasn't an, it's an assassin
0: situation
1: with him or is it like uh, bank robbery or something? So
0: he's just going to collect this gun. Yeah. Um and so
1: what had he done previously, though?
0: Oh, all kinds just of all stuff. Kinds. Yeah, all kinds of stuff that he gangster just, errands. Yeah, that he just <laughs> screwed up over <laughs> and over and over yeah. again, um, and so he's been told to go down to Mexico and pick up this gun. And dude, the gun in this movie—I don't know if you remember it or not—but it's beautiful. I re- yeah,
1: I remember it. it's old. It's cool. like
0: an old-style yeah. um, single-shot pistol, but the um, the revolver portion of it is a heart. And oh, it holds, interesting. It that holds, I don't remember. Oh, dude. And the story behind yeah. the gun.
1: Yeah. I've only seen this once, and it was... Right when it came out. It's it so good. Watch it again. <laughs> it may or may not have been out. Um, so, <laughs> I do have to watch it again.
0: So you have this love story of Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts who break up. Brad Pitt has to go to Mexico. Julia Roberts and he were supposed to go to Vegas, mm-hmm. but now he can't go. So she's like, screw you, I'm going myself. Mm-hmm. So she takes off her direction. He takes off his direction. Um, he gets down to Mexico and he finds um, David Crumholtz. David Crumholtz. You would know him if you saw... You would recognize him from stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know He's just been in random things, and Mm -hmm. he's a funny guy. Um, Well, he's the one who has the gun. So Brad Pitt makes it down there, talks to the guy. He's supposed to bring him back with him and the gun, and um, David Krumholtz is piss drunk, and he's literally taking a piss on the sidewalk, and there's this fiesta going on, so there's fireworks, and people are shooting their gun up in the air and everything like that. Yeah, I remember all that stuff. And boom, a bullet on the way down, hits him in the head, (laughs) fucking kills him, you know? And, dude, I lived in Arizona, and at midnight on New Year's Eve, AK-47s, straight into the air. Like, that's why do people do that? It's so dumb. (laughs) Well, it's got to go someplace. (laughs) I know. Well, so the story behind the, uh, the gun is almost as good as just the story behind the movie itself. So the gun was made by this gunsmith, like, 150 years ago. Because he wanted to offer it to a nobleman as a gift in order for the nobleman's son to marry the gunsmith's daughter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the gun, the gunsmith has an apprentice, and the apprentice loves his daughter. And he, like, curses the gun so that it won't work, so that he can't lose the woman he loves— Curse guns never fire well.
1: Never fire well, dude.
0: <laughs> and so he keeps letting different people test it, but eventually nobody wants to because every time it misfires and it kills somebody. Um, and so this, you know, this whole thing is about retrieving this gun.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Bob Balaban calls James Gandolfini and tells him, hey, listen, you need to go kidnap Brad Pitt's girl. And we're going to hold her for ransom because if he finds out how valuable this gun is, then, you know, he's liable to just keep it. So Gandolfini goes and has to take out another hitman named Leroy. Mm-hmm. And he says that he's Leroy. And he kidnaps Julia Roberts. And they, like, form this awesome friendship, like, after the first day or two. Yep. You know, and you come to find out he's gay. He's like a gay hitman. I'm pretty sure he was nominated for this, too. Let he me, may have been. Check. Um And they're, they're basically deciding like, okay, we're going to take a road trip to Vegas and Gandolfini turns out to like, even though you know he's a ruthless hitman, he shows you this soft side of him, but then it really turns out that like there is no soft side to him and dude, like... The back and forth and the and the chasing and you know again the story with the gun and all of the things that they have to go through in order to get this gun to Gene Hackman and stuff like that, dude. It's 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 such
1: it's a Gore Verbinski movie too. Yeah, uh, um, Pirates of the Caribbean Mm -hmm. and and The Ring.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Um, and they were saying like you know around this time because it is it's very Tarantino style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, yeah. you know that that was just
1: around 2001. A lot of different directors had that same feel. The guys like that crazy man that did. um, boondock saints mm-hmm. had that exact feel to them o- yeah. uh, obviously uh what's the guy that married madonna guy <laughs> richie guy Ritchie, guy Ritchie, guy Ritchie oh. always had that same feel to it too but just those like the, those guys that can handle action well
0: you yeah know? yeah um but it's a super fun movie and like i i honestly don't even want to talk too much about it because if anybody hasn't seen it and you want to go like you should check it out yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so it's good. one
1: of those movies that I heard when it first came out that no one was, no one knew what to expect about it. And yeah, you would hear from everyone,
0: dude. You see that movie? That movie was actually pretty good. What? Well, yeah. yeah, and like and because and...
1: they didn't market it really a whole lot. I no, remember. I remember. Oh, there's a new Brad Pitt movie coming out.
0: Yeah, and and the other thing in the article was that they were saying that Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts for years had been looking for a script to do together mm-hmm. and. They chose that script to do, and the movie still fucking like bombed. They said it made like 136 million worldwide, and they both took giant pay cuts. But it's gonna
1: suck when that's a bad thing. I know, right? We only made
0: 136 (laughs) million. God God damn it. (laughs) Next project. So, yeah, The Mexican. Check it out.
1: All right, I'm gonna go old school first. Well, I've got a couple old school ones here, and then I got a little bit of a more modern one. But the first one we're going to 1977. One of my favorite uh, writers, I guess he's directed too, but most people know him as a writer, is Neil Simon. He did oh, yeah, uh, Murder by Death, uh, Seems Like Old Times, the great Chevy Chase movie, which I could easily put on here. But uh, one of the ones that I used to love growing up was 1977's The Goodbye Girl. Now Have you heard about this? I have not. It's Marsha Mason, who was actually married to Neil Simon for like 10 years. So that's why uh, Max Dugan Returns, that's mm-hmm. also a Neil Simon. They have these like... Uh, he does uh, Odd Couple. That's yeah. another one. Yeah, uh, He's got this great quality where even when they're strictly films, they could easily be on Broadway. So I think they do. Even the ones that weren't specifically on Broadway first, I think the films that were eventually go back to yeah, Broadway because that, they're all like in single room houses with just the dialogue is right. really catchy and everything. yeah.
0: I, the only stuff I ever really saw by Neil Simon were the, some of his plays. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Odd Couple though. You've seen I've the odd seen couple. that movie. Yeah, yeah and um, you ever
1: seen Max Dugan Returns? That's the I one you need to see, man. No. Uh, I'll have
0: to lend I've you seen Max pain.
1: <laughs> no, <is> completely different. <laughs> Don't rent Matt Payne thinking you're going to see Neil Simon, people. Because it's, oh, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, so I've always loved him. And I've loved Marsha Mason and Richard Dreyfuss. I mean, this is two years after Jaws. Oh, nice. And if you watch the movie, the very beginning of the movie, he shows up in the rain. And like he looks like he just got off the orca. The, <laughs> the jacket he's wearing and everything, he's still got the beard. He yeah. looks exactly like he did in Jaws. That's so it's, awesome. So it's, it's, it's fun to uh, watch. And this, he won an Oscar for this the only oscar he ever won he was nominated for mr holland's opus yeah he might have won a gold globe for that but i know oscar wise uh the good girl is the only one uh the goodbye girl is the only one he actually won Mm. very cute like precocious kid in this movie too that was really smart they joked around that she was like born 26 (laughs) she's got that kind of snappy dialogue like tatum o'neill And so the movie starts where you realize Marsha Mason's this single mom who's trying to get back into uh, dancing, but she also thinks they're about to move to like San Francisco with this guy and she gets home and they're, they're all packed up and ready to move and that she gets home and there's a dear John letter waiting there for her says, I've left. Uh, It's been fun. Say goodbye to the kid for me. Wow. It wasn't the husband. It was like their dad, I guess had, or the original husband had already been on a picture. This is like a next boyfriend. It's like a repetitive thing for Marsha Mason that you can't find a good guy. And this happens. and, And this one happened in a bad spot. And not only did he did uh, did he just leave? He sublet the apartment to somebody else, oh, <laughs> like the extra dick move. Wow. And she doesn't realize it until at the middle of the night she gets a knock on the door and it's Richard Dreyfus, like in from the rain and everything. He says, "Hey, uh, I, I sublet this apartment oh. from uh, from so and so, uh, and she won't let him in. You come back tomorrow." And then he calls from the phone booth down on the street and says, "Hey, I got nowhere to go. Can we just come up there? I can have a cup of coffee. We can talk this over." Yeah. Eventually, she lets him in and everything. And says, "And says, I su- he says I suggest uh, we live together here, mm. because you can't afford to move out." And Marsha Mason surprisingly says, "says Yeah, right off the bat." He, uh. He's like, "Really?" He's she's like, "I'm I'm not stupid." He's says, "I realize that you got me over a barrel here. Yeah. You got the contracts and everything, and you could kick me out at any point." Yeah, he says, "Just uh, you stay on your side of the room, and I've got a kid here, and this yeah. and that." And he's like a struggling actor that's come into town to play Richard the Third on Broadway.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's one of the best uh, scenes is when they they agree to it, they think this is going to be great, and it's, it works well with the kid, too, because the kid's just like uh, just precocious as hell and just uh, has great banter off, opposite uh, Richard Dreyfuss. And it's that great love story, like they hate each other at first, and yeah. they gradually like start realizing, oh, this is the person I should be with and everything. But we're seeing her struggle as a dancer, and then we see him doing the play. Well, I don't know if you remember the the Jeffersons a lot. He was the guy that uh that worked uh the neighbor from the Jeffersons. At the very beginning he's the one that stands on his back. Um <laughs> he, he's this weird, like super thin, uh uptight like British guy from the Jeffersons. I can't remember. I think I name. do
0: remember him, yeah.
1: So he plays the director of the play and he wants uh, Richard Dreyfus to play it like flamboyantly gay uh-huh. like one of the most masculine uh, roles he, right. he says it's been long rumored that Richard III is a closet homosexual I want to bring that to the surface Wow! and he says I don't want any club foot or uh, because I guess Richard the, uh, III apparently had fingers that didn't work and everything get rid of all that yeah. just be flamboyant and they <laughs> put him in makeup and everything and he's like they're gonna roast us and he's like no trust me they're gonna love it and it, it comes out and everyone's like holy fuck what yeah. the hell is <laughs> happening here and it's exactly how it it ended for him, exactly how it's thought, and then they just started their their booming uh romance with each other, and they were she was having a real hard time with it, couldn't believe that he was going to be there for long because she's had so many guys leave her before, and then the kid's all disappointed and everything, and she comes home one day and the kid's out front and says, "Well, at least he didn't leave a note." And then she's like, oh, what the fuck? He goes in there. And all he's doing is taking a job. He's like, I'm going to, they hired me to uh, to play so-and-so a month in like yeah. uh, California or something like that. And she's convinced he is not coming back, man. He uh. is not coming back. So it's like this this back and forth, which the the dialogue is what moves this movie around. Neil Simon can write dialogue better than anybody. Yeah. And I would be very surprised. I'm pretty sure The Goodbye Girl has been done on Broadway or at least off-Broadway before mm-hmm. because it's very famous. Uh. Yeah, got him the Oscar, man. It's a fun movie to watch. Yeah. All Neil Simon movies are like that, though. You can't watch like The Odd Couple or Murder by but Death. You can't go wrong
0: with Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, uh,
1: and Richard Dreyfuss too. Back in the day, Richard Dreyfuss, especially. So yeah, check it out, The Goodbye Girl, if you haven't seen it.
0: All right, uh, let's go with a little fun one here. Um, 1989's. Major League. Oh, Major League. Man. Yeah. Major League. Specifically, okay. you know the romance between um, Rene Russo. Yeah, and Tom Berenger, dude. Yeah. Like, th- screw you, Chuck Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> he he's gonna make an appearance. Sure. Um, <laughs> He doesn't
1: have any love interest in this movie, does he? Oh, just that guy's wife. That yeah, that's right. Uh, Corbin Bergson's wife. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting way of doing that, that the lead character in the movie doesn't have the love interest. Yeah, it's well, like he's, the he's he's young and he's yeah. a
0: rookie and everything like yeah. that, whereas Tom Barringer's yeah. the old catcher, his knees are bad. This was a
1: phenomenal movie if you oh, like sports or not. Absolutely, It really dude. was. It, yeah. This was one of my top comedies from the 80s, without a doubt. I can watch this anytime. I've not seen the sequel, but... <laughs> You haven't seen Major League 2. I haven't League seen 2? Major League 2. Oh,
0: is man. it good. I mean, it's not Major League, but it's good, yeah. you know. Huh. Um,
1: I'll have to give
0: it a shot. Who's in it? Everybody pretty much from the first really? one. Yeah. Chuck Sheen's in it too? Yeah. I'm wow. almost I'm almost Yeah, no, I know he is because he's he's become like a uh, a professional athlete now. So he's like wearing suits Interesting. And, yeah, I'll definitely uh, have to give it a look now then. Yeah, it's 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 not bad and um What's his name? Serrano. Serrano's in it. Oh yeah, yeah. he and they have uh, they have a uh, Japanese player that comes to oh, the team. See? Okay, that could be cool. And he and Serrano. I'm a
1: sucker for some good baseball movies too. I just assumed that one was going to suck. Balls. I
0: mean, it's 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 not Major League, but it's fun. <laughs> it's it's Police Academy yeah. three. <laughs> it's not, it's not five. Yeah. Or it's not six, yeah. but it's definitely uh, not one or two. Not one or two. Um, <laughs>
1: I love that first one had so many iconic lines
0: and just oh, yeah. so much great stuff. And Wesley in, Snipes is so great. All
1: man. the characters. I love that. Uh, it's interesting. That's It's a good pick, too, because that Tom Berenger, that's really that stuff with him and Rene Russo really no, kind it's of great, dude. worked his kind of thing out as being. Andy was like the veteran player that right. is slowly breaking down. Yeah, I've seen so many, especially the catcher, man. I yeah, used to see it dude. a lot with a lot of Red Sox players back in the day. And where you could just see it when they – When they get older and they're still in the game and it takes just a little bit longer to get up. Yeah. Like the scenes where he's soaking himself in that tub or he's got the ice on his knees. Mm -hmm. It's brutal.
0: Yeah, dude. And like, you know, I I hate to just jump straight to the end. But since we're just specifically talking about his character, the bunt at the end and he has to run, run it out to Mm -hmm. first base and he barely makes it. And he collapses because his knees give out, you know? Yeah. Um, Wasn't he was the
1: one that uh, that went after Barringer for uh, for not getting in front of the uh,
0: the hit right? Oh, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you take another one like that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Corbin Burns is just like this, you know, super rich. Oh yeah. yeah. uh, Douchebaggy kind of. Let's see. He wasn't. I think he was shortstop. I don't think he was second.
1: I think he was third. I think he was third base. Might have been one third. Base. Third
0: yeah. or shortstop, one yeah. or the other, because I know he was right there in the gap, and yeah. they kept just drilling him oh, yeah, with yeah, those yeah. balls.
2: <laughs> like
1: Yeah. And Renee Russo, how'd she come into this? Did...
0: So she was Tom Berger's ex-girlfriend. They were together. They broke up, because um, he basically kept playing baseball, and his time was past.
1: Wasn't she a dancer? Uh,
0: she was a uh, track star. Track she was an star. Olympic track That's star. Right. and. I love well,
1: that scene when they walks into the, the dinner party. The party. That's what yeah, I was about yeah. to say,
0: dude. I love that party. Um, so he shows up to his house because that was the other thing. Is she I think said, he
1: thought he was getting off on like the third floor. Didn't realize it was one of those fancy ones that the apartment. It was the entire the floor. was the <laughs> <Yeah>. third floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he like got out of the elevator and he's standing in their living room.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, you know, and her new boyfriend who was very nice, sure but then like yeah, he
1: handled it w- better. <laughs> until right before they left.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and like none of them even knew that she was like an Olympic hopeful yeah. and everything like that and they kind of belittle him and stuff like cuz cuz I remember they're like, "Oh, yeah, Jake's a baseball player." And they're like, "Oh, really?" I didn't even know Cleveland had a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got uniforms and everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this man. was so brilliant of a movie, man. Yeah, yeah. and um, but but seriously, their little romantic story throughout, you mm-hmm. know, and as it as it comes. You know, to the end when they win the game and she's in the stands yeah. and she's holding up her hand and she's she was, not wearing the ring. She was and...
1: America's sweetheart back then in oh, 89, yeah, too, man. Yeah.
0: It was either going to be this or Tin Cup or both. Like, like
1: almost every movie with Renee Russo, she has like that romantic uh, type thing in. Like uh, what was the uh, the even Lethal Weapon 3? Yeah. Obviously exactly. it was. And there was another one with Renee Re- Re- Russo. Oh, that Thomas Crown affair. She oh, was, that's that right. Another, I forgot uh, about that one. That one was a pretty good two. movie. What was that? Pierce Brosnan? Yeah. yeah. Because I remember the original was uh, Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. and then uh, I don't know if I like the sequel to it, but I always love Rene Russo. Yeah, oh, Free yes. Jack. Yeah, that's right. Yes, <laughs> could have went there. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, every role she's in. I think she plays a love interest. Yeah,
0: and, and, and she does that well. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's beautiful and she's sweet. She's and all Thor's that. mom, man. Exactly. She aged dude. perfectly. Yeah, too, her and, man. Her she and, and looks Anthony Hopkins really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't see her and Anthony together. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's Valhalla. Dude, what am I? Sp- who I'll am I tell you, uh, Anthony
0: Hopkins has. <laughs> kind of gone off the deep end
1: he's he not got nominated uh, at the golden globes though oh did he yeah yeah for something i don't know what he's doing
0: so i follow him on tiktok
1: oh shit yeah i heard about it. he he is kind of a wild man right dude well
0: he's he's still quarantining yeah. like but he doesn't go anywhere <laughs> yeah. and so like he's literally going crazy yeah, yeah. in his TikToks. have like, you
1: seen sam neal's i think it's very similar no. sam, sam neal just has animals like perched on his hand and he's like petting him and everything and he's no, slow I haven't talking like you can go to sleep to Sand Neil's like Twitter posts. So <laughs> when you listen to this in the future. <laughs> search up Sand Neal and look under his media I'll and do just that. look at his stuff. It's hilarious. Yeah. That's
0: funny. <laughs> Sam Neal. But uh yeah man, I mean Major League dude, it's just it's That's an all around fun movie. I'm
1: surprised you said the sequel is good. I'm definitely gonna have to look for it now. It's one of those ones I think you can get for a buck anywhere. You so.
0: have no <laughs> mobbles <laughs>
1: It's great. All right let me look at my list here. All right, I'm going to go a little, uh, a little off the beaten path. You know? Okay. I wanted to go something that you didn't think as your typical romance movie. Uh-huh. And I could have gone one in two ways with this storyline here, but I, I have not seen the somewhat of a remake of it. And this is 1954's The Creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: I was thinking King Kong.
1: Yeah, see, King Kong is the obvious yeah. one too when you think about it. But I think it's even better with uh, the creature from Black Lagoon. Not to mention, it's my favorite Universal. Uh, oh, like is it monster? Yeah, is the creature the Gill Man? I have like a like a hundred and fifty dollar like uh, like it's almost like a statue action. Figure oh, that's awesome! That I've dude. got uh, posted. I took an awesome picture of it uh, today with the real one on the uh, screen in the back. Oh, right so next to, to it. Yeah, I'll send you the picture. Oh, yeah. It's cool. And I always love this. One of the biggest first, probably, crushes I ever had in my life was the uh, the woman from uh, Julia Adams from Creature from Black Lagoon. Oh, really? The brunette in her white uh, swimsuit. Right. The, see, this is a very big movie for around here, too, because it was filmed in Silver Springs and the Wakula Springs.
0: Yeah. Uh, was it Wiki Watchy? Yeah. No, no I, that was The Mermaids. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh,
1: the Wakula and Silver Springs and then parts of Jacksonville. This was all filmed. That was supposed to be the Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Close enough. And, and my my <laughs> wife's watching
1: it and she's, she's, she's a Florida girl who's been in Florida. She immediately identified the trees. She's like, they don't have those trees in the Amazon. <laughs> I was like, why are you going to ruin this experience for me? I yeah. was in my head. We're in the Amazon <laughs> yeah. right now.
0: I think they did Tarzan down there too. Yeah. That's why they have the Well, movies. I think
1: Silver Springs when I watch it because I went on that like glass boat tour oh, yeah. back in the day yeah. and they show. Like, oh, this is where they did all that steams and everything. Why, that's
0: how the monkeys got out. That's yeah. why we have monkeys around here, <laughs> <of> freaking tarzan. <laughs> yep, tarzan. Thanks, guys. <laughs> We're we'll going down the river and get They closed it now. So it's you.
1: just like a national park now. Yeah. It's not like the... It was kind of a zooish kind I, of a I never went kind of to area.
0: Silver Springs, yeah. but I went up the Oklawa and I went up to Silver Springs. Gainesville's uh, son gave...
1: Dave like free tickets there, and I guess it was like thirty dollars to do the whole thing, and I uh-huh. uh, gave them to me and Christina, and me and Christina before we even dating, uh, mm. we, we were just hanging out. Yeah. We were like hey, I got free tickets to Silver Springs. Want to go? Yeah, so we went there and we went on the glass bottom boat and looked at the it's like a mini zoo there and everything. But yeah, they talk about the creature from Black Lagoon being filmed there. That's awesome. It's it's great and it makes sense too because the water there is crystal clear. Yeah, and in the movie it looked really good because it's black and white, so it, it, it's going to be hard, man. And there was some great. um uh, I just love the look of the gill man, too, man. He just has an awesome, awesome look to him. And I had done some research on it, too. And apparently there was two people that played him. There was a guy that was in a lighter suit that would be in the water. Mm-hmm. And outside the suit, the suit would be a little darker, and it was played by somebody else.
0: Interesting. And apparently
1: there was a the most famous thing, and I had heard this a long time ago, uh, but I had to research it to look it back up, that the actor who played the... Uh, in the suit that was underwater had to hold his breath for like 4 minutes wow. at, at a time with and with with the suit Jeez. he's a professional uh diver and he he was able to do it but apparently in the subsequent creature movies they put tanks in there because uh, it was yeah. too much to ask but there was a moment apparently where he he couldn't hold his breath any longer and he Rushed to the top, and like this kid and his mom were on the shore and saw him emerge in the water. Oh, and wow! Scream their heads off. And oh, ran oh, into the <laughs> I hope awesome. that's a true story because oh, I could just picture it happening. That would be like, I'm great. Just air. Yeah, man. So it's a classic. It reminds me of uh, uh I've seen it like. 30 times probably over the years. And uh, I thought of this when Anaconda came out. The Anaconda is very Creature from the Black Lagoon in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Uh, other than the whole romance kind of idea where this creature gets obsessed with the girl. Now, when I was talking about Remake, I was talking uh, Shape of Water, which I still have not seen. No reason I haven't seen it. I love Guillermo del Toro. It's, I know you didn't much care for it. But. It's
0: Creature from the Black Lagoon yeah. and uh, Splash. Yeah. Just, you've, it's like, you've seen it. Trust yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's those two movies. That's what I hear
1: about it, though. But I hear it's good. So I like Michael Shannon. So one of these days, I will eventually watch it. And I like Guillermo. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, no,
0: I mean, it's it's a good movie. Yeah. It's just not a good movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he got a lot of awards, too, so I'm not going to knock it. But I, I obviously am always a fan of the original. I grew up watching it. And there's so much imagery from this movie that I remember. Some great underwater stuff, man. The mirror image of when he first sees her in the water. So they're going there. They they find this, like, fossilized hand, you know, the creature hand with a web on it. And right. And they're like, oh, it was found in the Amazon. We're going to go there. We're going to do some soil samples. It's always that, something simple, you know. We're just going to do some soil samples. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Well, they didn't ex- exactly expect— they expected to find bones they didn't expect to find one fully like growing An actual and swimming yeah <laughs> and like just uh doing his thing in the water so it was quite shocking they had the guys go down with the tanks and um then you could see him they showed him he had this great music every time they showed him too but he's in the weeds and when he first sees her i don't know why she thought at even if there wasn't a creature in the Black Lagoon, yeah. how why are you just going to swim in the Amazon? Like, yeah. You're not going to come across oh. any other creatures you don't want to come yeah. across. So she puts on her like one-piece white uh, swimsuit that she got famous for and jumps in the water, man. And she did apparently all her own stunts. She just died like two years ago.
2: Yeah, in 2019.
0: She died, you
1: know? yeah. And uh, she was phenomenal in this movie so there's a great scene where she is swimming and they they got this wide shot of her swimming and the creature comes from underneath and like swims underneath her mm-hmm. and they keep pace together during that whole scene it's so gorgeous and I was like, man, that must have been a hard shot to get I man. bet like over and over they had to do that to get it right. And then at, at that point, he just became obsessed with her. That he was trying to get on the boat. He was killing people. I mean, I would argue that he wasn't a villain if he wasn't killing people. But right? He, yeah. he was killing people. He was well, killing. They were
0: trying to kill him too, though, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Apparently, they were. They had a research team there before, like some of the indigenous people they had got camped predated out. Up. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was straight up Jason's. know oh, It was like a tent on. the He could get on the on. He didn't have to stay in the yeah, uh, lagoon, yeah. so he would get out. And they showed him approaching the tent, all Jason style, and he just went in there, and that guy screamed, and he grabbed it. He, that's his thing. He grabs both sides of your head and, and just kind of shakes it. you and yeah. <laughs> snaps your neck and everything. So they find him dead. So they realize something's going on here, and then once they realize it, one of the scientists wants to kill him, one of them wants to take him back for research. <laughs>
0: Ripley, yeah. I made a bad call, back okay? Call. <laughs>
1: but then like the, the creature's like sabotaging shit. He's making like dams so that the boat can't leave and everything. Uh. So they're also trying to poison the, uh, the river. They have this weird powder that they throw over the board that's supposed to like Paralyze him and bring him to the surface, huh. and at some point it does, and they capture him. They got him in like this, like uh, I guess, like what do they call the fish things on the boat where they keep the live fish, just like a well. Yeah, live yeah. well. Yeah, so he's in like a live well and everything, but it's got like bamboo, like uh, Vietnam style yeah. <laughs> <laughs> caging, and he's like looking out of it and everything. He just looks like he's out of it and everything. He's he's literally waiting for the one guy who's watching him to fall asleep. Uh-huh. He's like smoking his pipe and he leans back, and the second he falls asleep, the Gill Man's head just goes up and then boom, he That's just awesome. bursts out man. And yeah. at some point just snatches her and brings her to the lagoon, man. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I mean when you look in when you don't look into the implications of what had happened they <laughs> don't save her at the end. <laughs> I mean it seems a little like uh, fish rapey here. Yeah. It might happen again. <laughs> They could have been happy together. Well, uh, you
0: know, we just want to make some polywogs. The sequels were good, too.
1: The uh, the the Creature Among Us was the direct sequel. It was like a couple of years afterwards. It was huh. one of the first movies that uh, Clint Eastwood was ever in. Really? He played like a lab assistant that was on screen for probably four seconds. That's awesome. It's awesome. It, yeah. At the very beginning of the movie, they're just going through the lab, and they're showing the different stuff. that they are just like, hey, about. that was Clint Eastwood. Yep. Yeah. That's totally what it is. <laughs> that's he awesome. looked just like him, too. Like, yeah. holy shit, did Clint Eastwood just walk by? Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. That's dope.
1: Yeah. Creature from Black Lagoon, man. I love it.
0: All right, well, I'm throwing in a fucking wild card. Oh snap! Yep, uh, I tossed one, brought brought <laughs> in a new one. That happens since we're since we're talking local stuff. Got to talk some Doc Hollywood, man. Oh, yeah. look at you go,
1: man! That's a good one. Yeah,
0: this was such a fun movie. This had
1: multiple romances going on because you had Bridget Fonda in there too yeah, with, it was Woody with Woody Harrelson. Woody yeah. Harrelson, yeah. And uh, what was her name?
0: Uh, Julie. Which one? The Julie main Warner. Girl. Julie uh-huh. Warner.
1: Julie Warner, yeah, man, whatever happened to her? She was I don't amazing know. in Tommy Boy too. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, could have been on this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm going with Tommy Boy, but I'm going David Spade yeah. and Chris Farley. <laughs> yeah. we all know they loved each other.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Doc Hollywood was uh, shot in Micanopy, yeah. stones throw down the road from here. Um, Michael J. Fox movie. Sure, and man, we could
1: totally do a local pod this summer. Yeah, we, like,
0: well,
1: we could do Florida for sure. Ooh, that would be that, good. That might be an interesting yeah. one. Florida! Mark that
2: down, Paul, when you listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? You've I already go got all five lists. Season,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I saw you, this in theater, man. It was good. I think I saw this yeah. in the theater. Um, yeah, this was a fun movie, dude. It was
1: a good family movie, and I always thought it was weird. Not that I had any problem with it, but that like uh, that one nude scene in the movie seemed very strange for like, a family movie. Huh. When she wa- it was... It she was, was like
0: in the river yeah, or the lake or something. Yeah, she just came out
1: like uh, topless out of the lake. Yeah. He, he's like, you want to cover up? He says, why? I don't got nothing you haven't seen before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no problem with the scene, yeah. but it always struck me as weird because you were there was like little kids watching yeah, the movie it, and everything. It was for the dads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you weren't going to like this Michael J. Fox movie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was that great hometown type everyone in town knows each other type movie.
0: Absolutely. Man. And so Michael J. Fox um, was a doctor and was a doctor and he was on his way to. I think he was going to Los Angeles. Yeah. I know California. I just. I think yeah. it was L.A. Um, and he was planning on being like a, a, a plastic surgeon. Yep. And he was going to go and, you know, had a job lined up. He's going to make plenty of money. He's ready to go. And he's driving through this little town, and he loses control of his car. I can't remember if the pig runs out in front of him, but he loses control yeah. of his car. I just ran at the fence. Yeah, and he <laughs> runs through this picket fence, and his car breaks down and he, you know he takes it to the shop and the mechanic what was his name i got to look oh, him up he's good um, mel winkler was melvin the mechanic yeah. um and he was so good like
1: the whole cast man was it really was good. and
0: and it was fun because this this small town that they were in was almost like a town in the old west because remember somebody gives him a pig because he he, um, he saves that little boy and um, and he ends up trading the pig to the mechanic yeah. for the repairs on his car. <laughs> and that's the thing is he can't leave town. He's stuck yeah. in this small town. Well, the and, judge orders
1: him That remember the judge is the one that like, well, he has
0: to fix the fence. Yeah. 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 Um, and they also need a new doctor. Yep. And so and the nurse, um, Helen Martin. Oh, she was so great in this, dude.
1: Yeah. I know who that is. Too. Yeah. Where the hell did I just see her? Oh, oh, she from, uh, oh, she was from 227. Oh, was she? the old woman uh, that always yes. had her head out the window in 227. Yes.
0: Yeah, she was really um, good. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. she That's a different one. This was uh, Edie Bird. Edie Bird. W- yeah, she, mm-hmm. was, she was the nurse packer. Um, and so, dude, this was just... It, it was a good love story, and it was... It, it was awesome on perspective as to show, like, you know, living this big city life and then coming to this small mm-hmm. town and seeing how much slower things are and how people care for one another in their community rather than just, you know, piss on the street and walk it's what over we you. Would
1: think... We- we want people to think the South. Yeah, like, exactly. Right? exactly. yeah. <laughs>
0: stereotypical good yeah. South. Yeah, the good South. Not yeah, bad, South. <laughs> bad South is in a different movie. <laughs> yeah, many different. But movies. But it was
1: really good, man. I love the stuff with Bridget Fonda and Woody Harrelson. Man, this was when he was still doing like minor movies where he would just come in as the like Ophish uh, boyfriend. And yeah, everything. I, I love the like discussions back and forth between him and the condescending like Michael J. Fox. I, I his arc was really good. Oh man. yeah, absolutely. When it started, he was he was a prick. I mean, oh he was, yeah, he was just a prick, and he yeah. didn't give a shit about anybody else but himself. And I mean, that was the story, really, is that these Southern people have just warmed the cockles of his heart, yeah, uh, and then also fallen in love at the same time,
0: too. yeah. And like, I I remember one of my like one of the really funny scenes was when um what's her name uh, Julie Warner was yeah. trying to protect the deer. So
1: damn, I can't remember. So they
0: pissed all over the woods to keep that's the deer right. away that's because right. if the deer were to smell uh other urine they mm. wouldn't come close and so she wanted to protect them so they're literally like running from tree to tree mm. you know going pee on every tree it's so funny dude she had and kids
1: in this movie too right
0: i don't think she did no no I thought I saw, I remember she him was him i think she kids. was a Maybe veterinarian
1: they're... yeah that's right
0: um, but you know, and they had like the the small town square, little festival, and everything like that. Were
1: there any other stuff? Like it was a lot of different locations in Micanopi. I remember stories about the crew and like actors, and stories about oh, Michael J. Fox went to this Steak and Shake or something like that. Oh yeah, I mean town.
0: the thing. Well, the thing with Micanopi is is like it's literally so small yeah. that like, and I've done it. You can hold your breath yeah, while yeah. driving through yeah, the town. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, if you're just on that main thoroughfare, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: so I mean there's not there's not a whole lot, a lot of, of thrift stores. Yeah, and yeah. I think what they did is they just used that one main strip of yeah. Mecanopi where the thrift stores, the bed and breakfasts, stuff yeah. like that were all there and they just used that as the the entire town, yeah. you know. Um but such a fun movie, dude. Yeah, it was um, a good one. And, what and year was this? This was 91. 91. I remember, yeah. dude, I remember this was a big deal, yep. you know, like oh, yeah, it yeah. was in the paper, it was on the news, everything like that, like For me, I think I
1: heard about it afterwards because I wasn't living up here in 91. I was in Port Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But I remember once I came up here and people immediately when we would talk movies, would we, mention this movie and they'd mentioned uh Devil's uh Devil's Advocate. Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm not going back to Gainesville, Mom. Gonna- <laughs> no, to this day, even when I pass that church and the little road on the left where she turns off, I'm like, oh, I know this place. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, man, I just had to throw that one in there last yeah. minute, dude. Doc Hollywood, fun, cute, fun, lovey movie. It is a really good one. Yeah.
1: All right, my next one. This was a movie I saw. I remember being sick up north one day and just watching random HBO movies and this movie came on and I thought it was so incredible and this was 1987's Blind Date. Oh, I love this, was, this movie. I, I'm dude. so glad you like this movie because it's, it's one of those ones I think a lot of people don't know about. It's mm-hmm. Blake Edwards. So, Blake Edwards is the guy who did all the Pink Panther movies. So, he knows oh, really? silly and this wasn't overtly silly but it had that silly moments sprinkled throughout of it that you were like, oh, that's the Blake Edwards scene. Yeah. Uh, like, a lot of the stuff with John Larroquette Panorama <sighs> reminded me of that he was I, such an asshole man, in this movie so i love john larroquette he's, this was yeah, he's great so this was the first credited movie that bruce willis right. had ever done he yeah. had just done moonlighting so yeah. he was famous as fuck for moonlighting right so it was an easy transition for him to go to uh this has got to be one of kim basinger's first movies so it was basically you got kim basinger nadia kim, kim basinger bruce willis and john larroquette and uh than uh, Mr. Feeney from, uh, yeah, from, uh, right. from... Yeah, that's uh, right. Boy, meets, Boy World. meets World. Yeah, I always call him Mr. Feeney because it immediately let my wife know who the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at the judge. It's, yeah. it's Mr. Feeney, <laughs> who also plays John Larroquette's dad. So what's going on in this movie is Bruce Willis is like overworked, overworked like a motherfucker. His best friend at the beginning of the movie too, he's the guy from uh, Desperately Seeking Susan. Uh, he... If you said his name, I'd know it. I'm trying but, to look it up uh, right now. He died of COVID-19 last year. He no was one of shit. the first famous people to die from it. He died in like March of twenty six uh, March 26th last year. No kidding. Yeah. And I, that's always what I'll remember about him now because I, I thought he was, he always played that kind of, uh, best friend prick. He was the guy who was desperately seeking Susan. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he was always a good, good actor. So, you, at the beginning of the movie, you get to see Bruce Willis. He's overworked. He needs to, to go to this business, a really important business function.
0: Is it Mark Bloom?
1: Yep, okay. that's him. And uh, he doesn't have a date. Well, he, he has one girl that everyone, that uh, it's like an ongoing joke that everyone comes up to him and says, you're not, you're not going to bring the mortuary girl, are you? <laughs> yeah. She just does the makeup on the <laughs> body. Jeez. And uh, so he's like, I got to get, uh, get on a date. Well, his brother is played by Phil Hartman, like early yeah. Phil Hartman. Yeah. I don't think I had seen Phil Hartman in anything. Maybe Quick Change. I
0: wouldn't have known who he was yeah. at this point, Quick for Change sure.
1: was in like 1990, and he was, remember, they robbed his apartment in that movie. Oh, that's he right. The gun on him that was early, so this was three years earlier than that, so I probably didn't know who it was either at yeah. that point. And uh, so his brother sets him up with this blind date with uh, Nadia, who is uh, amazing Kim Basinger. I love Kim Basinger and everything, and having her in this role is even better because I love they. The date just starts, and he busts out some champagne, and she's like, I I shouldn't drink. Yeah. And uh, he says, oh, you could just have a couple sips then. Yeah. And apparently, that's all that does it. Right. Literally, she has, like, some chemical problem in her when she drinks alcohol. She becomes... like out of control yeah. nuts. And well, she, you could see it in her the second she sips it.
0: Well, remember there's there's a point where they give her like chocolates that have brandy. Yeah, right. that's at the and end. She, that's she at the eats end. like two or three. Oh no, yeah. she eats the whole box. Yeah, she eats yeah, the whole box. Right. Well, first Walt yeah. did that on purpose because yeah. he wanted her to go crazy yeah, that's at him. Right. Yeah. Uh, he, he still loved her. It was a yeah. great
1: it's a good love story. But so it, they immediately he stops someplace so he could play some uh, someone. They stop at like a radio studio at the very beginning of the movie. That's where she has the champagne and has a guy who's playing the guitar play the guitar for him. So uh-huh. Some like opening thing before we go to the party. Right. So she drinks a little that goes to the party. She's like out of it the second they walk in. Yeah. She's like, you could see it in her face. She's looking around. She's like like 50 drinks wasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to like the point where sip. she just starts making a scene uh, and like destroying Bruce Willis's life yeah. like bit by bit. Yeah. <laughs> calling different people out. They're meeting with the... The the business meeting that's happening is between this really distinguished Japanese guy. Uh, he was the guy from The Shadow. He was really great. And his wife, who's dressed like a, in full geisha-like outfit. Yeah. And, uh, Mr.
0: and Mrs. Yakamoto. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Kim basically immediately goes up to her and like knocks her hair off. I love your hair. Yeah. <laughs> she freaks out. Everyone's going crazy. Uh, remember Kim Basinger grabs uh, Bruce Willis's pocket in his his suit coat and tears it off. And then every guy she meets after that she does the same thing. (laughs) She, She keeps tearing all their pocket squares off. And then she's they're leaving and everything, and she's like, "Well, where are we going next?" She's like, "What are you talking about? you just ruined my life? I just got fired and all of a sudden John Larroquette slams into the car yeah, and you realize she's got this crazy insane like ex-boyfriend uh oh, who's a fanatic Nadia <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, one of my favorite like Blake Edward type scenes is where uh, they they pull over. And John Larroquette comes up to the car, and then Bruce Willis goes back and steals John Larroquette's car, and then takes off. And John Larroquette takes off after him, and then Bruce Willis jumps out of the moving car to, <laughs> to leave John Larroquette chasing after his own car. And while he's doing that, Bruce Willis goes back to his own car. Yeah. <laughs> but right when John Larroquette gets into the car, he immediately smashes into like a pet store, and then there's like uh rabbits on the hood and everything. <laughs> and he he backs out of it, and he accidentally slams into a paint store and there's paint that's everywhere. right. And yes. while the paint's coming down, you see that there's a monkey in the back seat from the pet <laughs> store that's freaking out. Like, only John Larroquette can play this off. Really yeah, off- I can awesomely. just see his face, too. So it just goes down to, like, that whole night stems one thing after another. And remember, they do it a switch where Bruce Willis at some point can't give a shit anymore. Yeah. And it's like... Once she sobers up, he becomes almost out of control drunk. Yeah, He just keeps taking shots all over the place. So yep. he gets wasted, and she's got to take care of him after that, and he ends up going to jail.
0: Well, And don't they, because they're, they're leading up to, like, a wedding, right? Yeah. And well,
1: what happens is, once Bruce Willis gets to jail, she feels so bad that, and John Larquette is apparently a lawyer. lawyer she yeah. says, I will marry you if you defend him and get him off, because yeah. he's facing serious time for what he did last night. Yeah. And remember, they get into court, and... Uh, uh, Mr. Feeney, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is the is the judge, and you don't know at this point that it's also John Larroquette's dad. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and he's like, "I want you to let him off," and he says, "She's going to marry me if not." And then uh, they he gets him off and everything. And then at that point, it's like Bruce Willis doing one of those graduate moments where he's trying to find the wedding yeah. to call off the wedding yeah. <laughs> because he loves
0: Nadia and everything. I, I, I like the the Wayne's World two reference better. Like Yeah, that too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but th- the whole like last 15 minutes are at like John Larroquette and his dad's compound oh. there and it's like outrunning the Doberman Pinscher outside well, and just and going from room
0: to room. Isn't there also like an exact same scene as Secret of My Success where they do the do boom boom? Oh, I don't. remember And they're sneaking that. from room to room. There to is room? a sneaking from room to room, but uh, I, I swear they do that in both movies. I'd I would have to could watch Secret wrong, My Success.
1: I'm wondering if Secret My Success is a Blake Edwards movie. It sounds very much like him, uh, but it's a great movie, man. It's really oh, yeah, great it's to a the classic. point where, yeah, he, he wants her to make a scene at the wedding, so that's why he injects all the candies. That's into the right. Party. Yeah. He says, oh my god, did you eat any of these? Oh my god, did you eat all <laughs> of these? <laughs> It was awesome, man. I, uh, I loved it. Herbert Ross directed Ross. Uh, "Secret of My
0: Success." Huh. No,
1: I
2: don't know who that is. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, Herb. Not I'm not a good be working movie. here anymore. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it was you made a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: all right. Yeah. What do you got next? All right. Um, so, like I said, good old Paul Bettany's going to get himself a mention here nice. today. And uh, this was a really interesting movie. I really enjoyed this. It was 2010's Legion. I don't, is this the one where he played the, uh, the
1: like, angel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would never in a million years have thought this was, had anything
0: romantic in it. So, well, so, um,
1: it. He loved Gad. Yeah. <laughs> You're going super God insecure. loved him. <laughs>
0: uh, no, so you've got uh, Lucas Black and. I he, never
1: saw this. I saw the trailer for it. It didn't look great, but I'm. there's a lot of movies that are great that I haven't that I didn't look So
0: right. to me, the cast in this makes this movie, and there's a couple of special effects things that Burr. they did that I Who's thought were really cast? cool. cast? we got here? Um, so we've got Lucas Black. Um, he's Lucas that Black. Southern, southern guy. Um, he was in uh, Tokyo Drift. I know you haven't seen The Fast no. and the Furious. Um, but he's in a couple other movies. I'll, I'll look, look at them up it, shortly. I'll look up the um, Tyrese is in this. Um, Dennis Quaid is in this. Um, Had me at Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Oh, wow. Charles S. Dutton oh. is in this, um, and this is yeah. I mean, this is nobody you've ever heard of. But there's a woman. Her name is Jeanette Miller, and she plays Gladys in the movie. Oh, her role is so creepy. So the love story in this takes place between this girl named Charlie, and her name is Adrian Palicki and hmm. and Lucas Black, and his name is Jeep. Like <laughs> like, like, the car. Like the car. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Charlie is pregnant. And they... Dennis Quaid is Louis Black's dad. And he owns, like, a gas station. But it's out in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's in the middle of the desert. Hmm. And the reason he chose to pick it there was because they were supposed to put this highway through. And, you know, it was going to be, like, this great money-making stop and everything like that. Well, the highway went another way. Huh. So they live... Out in the middle of nowhere, Charles S. Dutton is the cook for their diner, um, and Lucas Black is the uh, the mechanic.
1: Oh, that Adrian girl? Yeah, she's from John Wick. Is she? That's the John Wick girl that uh, that's got to kill him in the inside the uh, hotel. No shit. Yeah, I think mean, she had jet black hair in it. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she also was. Did. She played Lady J in GI Joe. No in shit. GI Joe movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, she's hot. She looks like a badass too. Well, she's, she's
0: kind of a wuss in this movie, but, but she's also nine months pregnant. She uh, made better film choices later yeah. for herself. So she, she's pregnant, and the baby daddy ran off, but um, Jeep... Loves her. He's he's in love with her. He wants to take care of her. it you know. over that name, man. Yeah, I know, right? No, I, I literally, I, I wasn't sure that Should that we was calling his... you Joe. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, I wasn't even sure, so I had to put on the captions just to be like, are but they? Nope, are they right. really saying Jeep? They are fucking saying Jeep. <laughs> Somebody named their kid Jeep. <laughs> like... My Jeep, my brother Wrangler. <laughs> yeah, it's Wagoneer over there. <laughs> <laughs> Liberty's around in some place. And today's episode is brought to you by. Chevrolet. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in love with her, and he doesn't care that the kid's not his. He just—he he feels, you know, very strongly towards her, but he can't explain why. Mm. Well, Paul Bettany is an angel, and God has basically sent him to kill Charlie's baby. Um, but he <laughs> They
1: apparently know something that we don't. <laughs> well,
0: so he refuses, mm-hmm. and he cuts his wings off, Ooh. and— Basically, um, what For is? I that's a thing too. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> At least
1: that's what I learned in Dogma. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Or um, what's that other one? Oh no, he had oh, to jump. Constantine. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and so, what is it? The Rapture. Yeah. Um, is is going to take place? And
1: oh, this is like right around the Rapture time.
0: It's, Did it's.
1: We actually see the Rapture happen in the movie.
0: Well, so what happens is is. You think that these people become possessed by demons, Uh because, you know, they say that, like, what is it, the meek shall inherit the earth, so, you know, everybody else gets lifted. So what happens is, is God sends angels to take over people and possess them and, and use them as an army to wipe the human race off off the planet.
1: Uh, this movie just got up, got better. <laughs> it's, I, it, it's a good movie, yeah. dude. You should check it out. It's one of those movies I wasn't sure. I you get, certain movies you gotta wait until you hear somebody else say that they were good. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and so, really, like, not a whole lot happens. It's just you know, it's a regular day, and then all of a sudden, um, Jeep is <laughs> is walking from this car he's supposed to be fixing, and he looks way down the highway. And there's this big black cloud, but it's not like a weather cloud. It's it's something in the air, Mm -hmm. you know. And so he goes and he walks into the diner and he's talking to Dennis Quaid. And this is when Gladys comes in. And Gladys is like 85 years old. She's Mm -hmm. this little woman with a walker. She comes and she seems like the nice, sweet old lady, you know. And she orders a steak from Charlie, who's her waitress, and she basically asks Charlie, like, oh, is the father happy about it? And she's like, oh, he's gone, da 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 And she goes, your baby's gonna fucking burn. (laughs) This 85-year-old woman, and she's like, what did you just say? And she's like, your baby's gonna fucking burn. And there's another couple in the restaurant, and one of them says, like, excuse me, and she goes... Shut up, you fucking cunt. All you do is bitch. And the husband gets up and he's like, Look, I don't care how old you are. You're not going to talk to my wife like that. And she jumps out of the fucking chair and just takes a chunk out of his neck. Yeah. And then she gets this, like, stance, like, Fuck with me, I dare you. Starts hopping around the restaurant Climbs up on the wall and starts climbing around on the ceiling like, you know, and it's 85 year old woman and her teeth change and she's got black eyes and like, dude, she's freaky looking, Mm -hmm. you know, so they end up having to kill her, obviously, or else the movie would end right there. So shortly after that, that's when um Paul Bettany shows up and he he's stolen a cop car and he's got a trunk full of guns, Terminator style, mm-hmm. you know? And so he arms everybody and he tries to kind of prepare them for what's going on. I'm
1: here for the exposition.
2: <laughs> this is what's happening. <laughs> now, get behind me. now that you're all caught up,
0: <laughs> we can move forward. Um and so and this is the other really cool kind of uh kind of uh, Graphic stunt that they do mm-hmm. in this. Do you know who Doug Jones is? Oh shit, yeah. Okay, he's, he's the Shape of Water guy. Okay, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he seemed very yeah. well known. He was I...
1: also the Gill Man in the Hellboy. Okay, uh, he he was in both Hellboys, but remember Fraser's brother voiced him in the first yeah, one. Yeah, the second yeah. one they let Doug Jones use his own voice. Well, he plays the ice he's, cream. He's man. great. He's also the Pan's Labyrinth guy. that has the eyes oh in his hand. really. I mean, oh, he plays cool. a lot of weird. No, creatures. and
0: because I watched kind of the yeah. special features yeah. with this, and they like really tout. Yeah, he's the know. real deal. Yeah. 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 Um, and so he plays the ice cream man. So they're all on the roof and they're standing guard and it's black and, you know, just black night. And you just hear like...
1: So it has like a zombie feel to it. Almost, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and you start to hear like the ice cream truck off in the distance, you know? And, and like it gets there and it pulls up and and they're all standing on the roof and and he gets out. And he gets out and he looks kind of creepy and he's twitchy and stuff. And Tyrese goes, is that all? And dude, he just turns like super fast to him and he goes to scream but his mouth opens up like mm-hmm. three feet you know and his arms and legs get super long mm-hmm. to the point to where he's running like an animal you know and dude he's running at him and he jumps to get up onto the roof and they pow, 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 they take him out yeah. and then all of a sudden like 200 fucking people start coming and it's just an all-out gun battle That's and. crazy Dude, there's some mental things that happen. Oh, there's one. I wanted to mention this guy. Um, who's the guy that plays the blob in... Um,
1: oh, yeah. The guy from... Uh, he was in The strain. Kevin Durant. Like Kevin Durant. He's yeah. awesome, man. Dude, big he, dude.
0: Big dude. Yeah. And um, he plays another angel. Um, oh, that's awesome. What's, yeah, I'm uh, going to watch this this weekend. What, I, what's the really famous Archangel's uh, name? Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel. Yeah. He plays Gabriel and then... Um, Talked
1: Gabriel last week with <laughs> uh, Christopher Walken Gabriel. Yeah, it, there you go.
0: Yeah. Um, and Paul Byton, uh, Bettany is Michael. And yep.
1: Michael, and, Gabriel, those are the two archangels that they always like to throw in there. And the two of them have... Simon was another one.
0: They have a good five-minute battle between them. That's awesome. Dude, it's good. It was a...
1: Heavy special effects, though, in the movie, right? It was like, what? What year was this? Uh, let's
0: see, 2010. 2010.
1: So yeah, it was right in there with, uh, with some
0: crazy. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at it, it, you know, if you look at it and you've never seen it before, after seeing all the stuff that we've progressed to today, mm. yeah, you're gonna be like, well, well, that I could think have that's what good. I
1: thought when I saw it. I was like, this is one of those ones that looks like a video game. It's one of those uh, movies that looks like a video game. It might be better as a video game. Yeah, it would be. It. it would be. Yeah. Um, but the, hearing you talk about it, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll check it out. Yeah,
0: and I know I completely swept over the love interest but you know their their story and well i mean they, that's what the whole
1: plot is wrapped around them protecting their baby exactly well yeah. it's
0: not their baby it's just her baby okay you know he and ends up- yeah but i'll tell you dude paul bettany does this really awesome monologue towards jeep um and dude it's it's fucking good like because he basically asks, like what happens you know and paul bettany tells him like god lost faith in man mm-hmm. you know and he's like well why didn't you And he goes into this story about why he didn't lose his faith and like, dude, it's good. How
1: crazy Paul Bettany spent a lot of his career playing like non-human characters that have like so much emotion. If it's like the vision or even when you think of him in like uh, beautiful mind, I mean that's he's not oh, really yeah. there. He's yeah, a exactly. Of imagination uh, and all, all the different roles he's played. He's he's ripe in his game right now. Yeah, uh, they, they say that uh, him and
0: Elizabeth Olsen
1: and uh, what's her name, Je- uh, Kathleen Hahn, yeah. is that her name? Are yeah. all going to get nominated? So oh, I bet. Dude, it'll be a, it'll be great to see.
0: Um, it. and he did another movie at this time that was similar in quality. Um, Priest. Did you ever see I remember that? Priest. Priest was pretty decent. Yeah, I it was confused, a vampire movie. I think I confused these two. They, I think, I, without yeah. looking it up, I think they came out like back to back, you know. And uh, but, dude, Lee, I own it. I'll let you borrow yeah, he's it. great. It's, it's good. Married to Jennifer Connelly. Oh, is he? Yeah, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah,
1: they've been married forever too. Wow.
0: Yeah, man. All right. Well, Legion. I'll definitely check that out. All
1: right. My next one, awesome movie from the early 80s, 1982. Movie that I'm always wondering if they could, I wondered before I rewatched if this was a movie they would be able to remake or do today. And I'm pretty sure I I feel comfortable enough saying that I think they would and they would do a damn good job on it. Because at at first glance, it sounds like something that uh, uh, the kind of social media would frown upon. Mm -hmm. But this is 1982's Tootsie. Oh, okay. Now do you know Tootsie? I know it, but I've never seen it. Oh, you've never seen I've it. Never that's seen. How'd it. you get through the '80s, man? <laughs> I was young in <laughs> this, the '80s. <laughs> this was a great movie, man. This was a great movie. It was a great love story. Sidney Pollock did this movie. I love Sidney Pollock. Me is this Jodie Foster? No, it's uh, uh, what's her name? Jessica Lange. Okay. Gina Davis, uh, Dustin Hoffman. What's obviously. the one
0: where Jodie Foster's real young?
1: Uh, taxi Driver. Ta- okay, that's yeah, right. yeah. okay. And so. Dabney Coleman's in this movie. There's so many great people. Sidney Pollack actually plays a character in the movie also. He's an amazing actor and director. I love Sidney Pollack. Uh, I remember him a lot from... uh Eyes Wide Shut, and he was in, was he in Michael Clayton too? I think he was in Michael Clayton. He's been a lot of great, The Firm. Uh, Sidney Pollack's always great. So he directed this movie, but he was also in it. So you've got Dustin Hoffman, who's a struggling actor, can't get a role. Hey, they show him trying out for different things, and they're like, you can hear the the voiceless or the faceless voice coming from the distance uh, when he's doing uh, auditions, saying, nope, we're looking for someone taller. He's, he's like, I could be I could be taller. I could stand on our box. He's not looking <laughs> For someone different, yeah. <laughs> We're looking for someone uh, uh, better looking, and they go through the whole gambit, and he just can't get work. But he's like, he teaches acting, and he's skilled, mm-hmm. you can tell, and it's just. You know, if you're not the right person, you're not going to get the right work. The man. original
0: Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, it's,
1: it, this is exactly what it is. You yeah. get a lot of Mrs. Doubtfire vibes. Oh, from do this you really? When you watch it, yeah. And this was way before Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, of course, so. yeah. And his best friend is Terry Gar, who's also obviously a huge staple in the '80s. I every love every Terry time Garr. I hear,
0: every time I hear you say that, all I can think of is like the one time you slipped up and went Terry Gar. Terry Gar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen. Still. You did it like one time, and it's all I ever hear now. <laughs> <Terry> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a—it's ripe
1: for uh, New England accent there. <laughs> so he can't get any work, and Terry Terry Gar is. <laughs> 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 no, no, I gotta keep myself from doing yeah. it. Terry Gar is. Uh, she's gonna try out for this big soap. It's—it's it's basically General Hospital, but they're mm, not saying it's General right. Hospital. And he's trying Specific to run. Hospital. He's trying to run lines for her and everything, and she's doing it as like this Southern, like uh, Mississippi kind of uh, no nonsense person who's gonna come in to play the administrator. At at the general hospital type uh-huh. uh, thing. And she's up for the role. And Dustin Hoffman's like working the lines where they're trying to do it. And he's he's showing her how to do it. And he's she's like, man, I wish I could do it as well as you. And then he's like, I'll go with you to the audition. So they go to the audition and... Uh, he after right after uh, or before he goes to the audition he goes to Sydney Pollack and they were like no one's going to hire you they've all seen you you have a bad attitude you're not going to get hired anywhere i'm telling you right now you can't do it so terry gargo goes in there she's in there for like 10 seconds and they were like they're looking for someone different <laughs> and, and apparently she wasn't it so you see dustin hoffman <laughs> dustin hoffman goes in as a Woman, you don't mm-hmm. at first, you don't see him do the makeup and everything, which uh-huh. was different from Mrs. Delphi. You sure to see yeah. Harvey Wine. Uh, Could
0: you tell that it was him? Did you know that it was? It's he, hard to tell, it's certainly hard to was tell. Was there, I mean, like, I mean, there it's fully was the audience given the hey, I'm gonna go do this as a woman, or did you just see no, it's just in see him and walk in? I, I
1: think okay. that was a, a good cue, like, uh, you're never gonna get this job ever, no matter what you do, right? And yeah. then the next scene, you see <laughs> him walking down like Main Street, and, everything. and that's what I've seen, I've seen <laughs> yeah, that clip a that million clip. times, and then he goes in there and Everything and Dabney Coleman is very demissive of her, and then she grabs his face and says, "No, you listen to me." And she's doing it with the the strong Southern accent, and everybody on the crew just stops and looks at him and everything. And she's like, "Don't you ever talk to me like that?" And she, she's just not uh, putting up with his bullshit and yeah. everything. Calls her she he calls her sweetheart and everything, and she's walking to the elevator, and like the uh, the the real no nonsense brash uh, producer lady comes up to him and, and says, "Have you tried out here before?" And just says. You, we're going to send the contracts right over. We we want to hear you read. Nice. And then she just knocks it out of the park. Uh the guy who plays like the lecherous doctor is Captain Lassard.
0: Really? <laughs> yep. That's He's awesome. really
1: really funny to Two see. Two
0: police academy references yep. <laughs> in one pod. Gina Davis is so
1: young in this and, really? and one of the first scenes we see her in is great. So she shows up to work and Uh, This is another big thing that hardly anyone knows. His roommate, and he's in this the whole movie, the roommate is in on it of what he's doing because obviously he's got to put his makeup on and everything. His roommate is Bill Murray. No shit. Big Bill Murray role. Wow. It's like a huge Bill Murray role, not playing overtly funny. You get to see him at the beginning at uh, the Hollywood parties and everything where he's talking about being a struggling actor. But he's like, at what point should I be concerned with what you're doing here? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> the beginning. He's, he's got to borrow money. He's got to buy new clothes. Yeah. And he, he's he's put he's shaving his legs. You see his whole routine. It's really nice. Uh, that great uh, 80s collage during the Tootsie song that was got famous for this movie. Mm-hmm. And he's doing his eyebrows. And everything, and very convincing, and the voice too. That so, reminds me, I need to get my eyebrows done Yeah, so the very <laughs> first time we see him get to his uh dressing room, it, he's sharing it with Gina Davis. And Gina Davis is like the smallest bra and pair of underwear, like doing calisthenics. Oh, gosh, and, and she's like, Is there a problem? She's no, no. And yeah. he comes in, and he's got to be awkward around her and everything. Yeah, then he meets Jessica Lang and immediately starts like, Oh, Jessica Lang is awesome. She won the Academy Award for this, too. Oh, did she really? I think a lot of them were up for it, but she won it and uh she's a single mom and everything and uh something unfortunate happens is Jessica Lang is inviting her over to run lines and do everything. They form this great relationship, and says, "Hey, why don't you come out to my uh, to my ranch? I'm gonna go out to my dad's ranch, and we can go out there and we can hang out, we can run lines and everything." Mm. And you realize when they get out there, Jessica Lang's trying to hook her up with Charles Derning, her dad. Oh. <laughs> and this some uncomfortable, like not uncomfortable, uncomfortable, yeah, but, but still, they're on the horse together, and you could tell that the dad is falling for him. Uh, and it's like this is just getting complicated, yeah. man. And the more it goes on, you're like. Like, he's worked himself into a place where he just can't come out and say, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing it for work and everything. So, and I'm going to spoil a little bit because it's so great. So, they realize they have to do a a, a live show and everything. Mm -hmm. And Justin Hoffman has the the brilliant idea that he's going to come out to her on live TV. Uh And he's... he's been known to change the lines of dialogue during the show and everything. So they freak out when he starts doing it during the live taking, like, Oh, she's changing the lines again. I don't know what the hell she's doing. And so she's working the, the story in the, uh, in a way like that. It She might be able to came, come out and still keep the job. Yeah. So she's like, I know everyone at this hospital thought I was going to come in here, but I'm not, I'm not who you think I am. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, someone's brother and then takes her head off and everyone screams and faints and uh, you see uh, Bill Murray at home says this is one wacky hospital (laughs) (laughs) and it's so great how it comes out and everyone freaks out and then they cut and the people at home probably thought it was all planned right holy shit this was a a a guy the whole time he was gonna come out for this big because you've seen soaps go off the rails like sure yeah they want to write people off they get decapitated yeah but then they somehow come back three years (laughs) later so it kind of is believable for a soap opera but obviously he's he's fucked he's yeah. not going to work again now he wants to try to help out or, or kind of keep the relationship together with Jessica Lang which is hard it's a great scene where he meets Charles Durning at a bar mm-hmm. Charles Durning's drinking at the bar and Charles Durning turns and sees him out of his makeup. He was he proposed, to oh, her. so it was like a big wow. thing. And he still had the ring, so he had to give the oh, ring back to him at the wow. bar. And then he he's like, I I love your daughter. And he, he's like, the only reason you're still living right now is because I didn't kiss you. He's yeah, I want you to know that right now. <laughs> and he tried to give him the ring. He's like, give it to me outside. Yeah, puts it off to the side yeah. and everything. And he comes to Jessica Lane. Me and your dad had a great talk. We actually, I think we're friends now. And everything. <laughs> so it, then he's just got to convince her to know it and everything. And it's, yeah. it's such a great love story, man. But it's such a great 80s movie
2: man
0: family guy did that with with yeah. stewie yeah. with stewie yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's a very mrs delphire instead of yeah instead of i did this to see my kids it was i did this for work and then fell in love while it happened right yeah. such a great movie though check out tootsie if you haven't so seen
0: it. should i tell you now that i'm actually a woman yeah out, <laughs> right on the pod
1: Well, hear my reaction when yeah. see it. actually let me bust up the video yeah and i'm sorry what were we talking about <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right number ones all right uh let's see here number one. Oh, i don't even need to look i, I know say, i know what this is <laughs>
1: unless you need the year yeah
0: um i i i think it's 91 i'll look for sure but uh i i said good old chuck scene gonna get a mention 94 oh, 94 christy swanson Charlie Sheen, Ugh. The Chase. The
1: Chase. <laughs> Such an obscure movie that I also saw in the theater. Yeah, I didn't see it in the theater. <laughs> yeah. I
0: thought I saw it on HBO like oh, 500 times. That makes times. sense because,
1: yeah, on HBO, that was like one of their go to Yeah, absolutely. I haven't yeah. seen it in so long. I do remember thinking half – I was like – this whole movie is about gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> Where they can get gasoline, and how are they going to get it? Because I, even as a kid watching it, I was like, I understand what's going on here. Oh,
0: so there's some fun people in this cast. Of course, Charlie Sheen, Christy Swanson, Henry Rollins. is Yeah, is one Henry of the,
1: Rollins was huge. He played one of the cops. Yeah, and he was huge at this time. Like oh yeah, every movie he was in it or he had a song in it. Yeah,
0: he, was he in Airheads too? Uh he
1: had a song in Airheads. Okay, he might have been in. I thought it he was also. a cop in Airheads. I think he, I might be might, getting these. You two might confused. be right. But uh, that is certainly around the same time he was in Johnny Mnemonic, obviously. Yeah. And that and I love Henry Rollins.
0: Um, we also got uh Josh Mostel. Josh, Mostel. He's, you probably wouldn't know his chase. name. Um, let me look at this up. guy right here, but he's oh, yeah, yeah, he's, what played, do I know him from? he's so many different things. Like, his voice is very recognizable. Um, so then you also have uh, Ray Wise, and he's he's Dalton Voss. He's uh, Christy Swanson's Oh, I love dad. Ray Wise. Uh, he's Laura Palmer's dad. Oh, really? Um, Marshall Bell is in this. Uh, dude, he's just psychotic.
1: Oh, I know that, uh, that uh, Josh Mostel is from... Uh... Billy Madison. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm still horny, though. (laughs)
0: And kind of (laughs) hungry. Still horny, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) P.S.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. That's romance for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. Marshall Bell's in this, too. Quado.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's really good, yeah. Um, You know what's funny is, is I always remember him from Nightmare on Elm Street as the uh, P.E. teacher. He's the one that gets it in the shower. Oh, interesting. Now yeah. you're on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the jump ropes. He gets all those lashes on him in, in the shower.
1: Damn, was that from the first one or the second one? Maybe it was one? two. I think it was two. Maybe it two. was two, yeah. Man, that's obscure. I haven't seen
0: two in so long. A- every time I see him, that's what I think Wow, of that's him. interesting. Um, I, there's a
1: bunch of different stuff I think of. I think of him as the assassin from Twins. He was the one who was trying oh, to hunt them right. down. that's right, Yeah. Yeah. He was also the. the, He was also the asshole dad in Stand by Me. Was he really? Kind of blamed his son's death on Will Wheaton. Was it okay? Yeah, that's. I was gonna
0: say which one. Yeah, God, dude. Um, yeah, Marshall
1: Bell is good. We talked about him on one of our character actor pods.
0: We did. Um, Flea is in this. is in this. Yeah. <laughs> see, they packed this sucker. They packed this sucker with some good. Um, 90s and so guys. is so is Anthony Kiedis. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, see, that's hilarious because yeah, all those guys were making the rounds. Like, yeah. A whole bunch of movies. Like Anthony Kiedis was in uh, obviously Point Break. Flea yep. was in Back to the Future, yeah. in, uh, or two and
2: three.
0: Yeah. Um, and okay, so. Charlie Sheen is basically he's like a criminal like low level criminal mm-hmm. um, and he has a warrant out for his arrest and one day he's at like you know a little gas station or whatever and I think he's he's buying like coffee and a snickers bar or something mm-hmm. like that and two cops walk in and Christy Swanson is in the store well Charlie thinks that they're there um to arrest him. Mm-hmm. So he takes the Snickers bar and puts it in Christy Swanson's back and, you know, acts like he well, he does. He takes her hostage, you know, mm-hmm. and they go out, they get in the car, and so instantly the chase is on. So now they're chasing him, and she doesn't know what the hell's going on, and she, she, uh, she puts in the cigarette lighter, you know, and waits for mm-hmm. it to pop out because she wants to get away, and she burns him on the neck with the cigarette lighter, and, you know, and, and so after the first little bit of panic you know she finally gets to calm down he calms down and they start to get a know, to know get to know each other well he doesn't realize that um he sorry i just got a text um he doesn't realize that he's kidnapped Dalton Voss's daughter and and i i think he's either the mayor or the governor yeah I, I he's important yeah he's he's <laughs> a big wig you know um and so basically the next thing he knows he's got like the entire LAPD yeah. following it becomes
1: him. like speed or O J. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um and, you know, along the way, um Josh Mostel and mm-hmm. uh, Henry Rollins, they're, like, basically doing cops, you know? So there's a camera crew yep. in there. So good. Yeah, and so they're it's doing... all coming
1: back to me. I haven't seen this movie in so, so long, but it's all fun, coming back dude. to me when yeah. you say it.
0: And so they're, like, doing the commentary the whole time, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, and they're like, this guy could be high on drugs. Yeah, I'm going to watch gonna, this this like, weekend, too, man. <laughs> My wife's going away for the weekend, so I'm going to watch this and Legion.
1: Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> and so eventually... Um, Ray Wise, Dalton Voss, is, is like, trying to say, like, okay, I'm going to put out a reward for anybody that, you know, will put a stop to this because the cops won't, like, take them out, you know what I mean? So that's when uh, Flea and Anthony Akitas um, show up and they're in this big, giant, like, 4 by 4 truck and they're going to try and, like, run them off the road, you know? And they end up, I forget exactly how Charlie Sheen screws them over, but they end up almost pulling like a Back to the Future, you know, yeah. into the manure, but they flip the truck. And, but the two of them are so fucking funny because they're just like these total California bros. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so they, they keep going on. Now, I will say, even though there's no nudity... In in this movie, there's a hell of a sex scene yeah. with with them doing seventy five yeah, on the interstate. It's crazy, and, and she just crawls over onto the driver's seat, <laughs> you know. Um, and I, I mean, this chase, like you said, it
1: it's, it's got a lot of, it's like cannonball run it a lot of times because you're, it seems like a bitch to film. I mean, I guess you're being towed for sure, Yeah, but you just got so many different vehicles, so many different people. And it, it seems like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to do it on a closed highway. Oh They'd yeah. They probably do a whole loop around and we're seeing these things 20 times. Yeah, exactly. Not even yeah. realize they
0: probably it, shot it all like that portion all in like one day and just split it up, yeah. you know? Um, but dude, it's such a funny movie and it, it, like the ending, I, before I came over here, I was like, dude, I got to refresh the ending so I won't give it away. <laughs> um, you know, but there's almost like a Scooby-Doo ending, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but it's good. Like it breaks, it, they, they basically, they get to the Mexican border mm-hmm. and they're having that this, was the goal. Yeah. They, you know? And so they're having this standoff and all of we these, we were
1: kind of prepped for like a, uh, um, what is that, Thelma and Louise type ending of yeah. what's going to happen because we knew that was possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and you know, and it comes down to it and she's in the car and she's like, come on, we can still get away and he's like, listen, this is over, you gotta go, you gotta get out, you know. Did and they not have those strips that they found? I know, right? Like, no spike strips? Are you serious? Y'all couldn't, y'all couldn't put a car in front of a <laughs> movie, movie, Miles? The movie ended yeah. with a pair of spike <laughs> <laughs> <All> Right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, dude, and and so it's it's a lot of fun. It's a funny movie, and it's a great yeah. romantic comedy. Yeah, dude, man, I gotta watch
1: it this weekend. Yeah. It's- I forgot all about it i I'll shit on Chrissy Swanson for a small bit here because it's out of humor because it made me laugh uh-huh. on Twitter because apparently she's getting a l- she's a little trumpy uh-huh. uh, with a lot of her inclinations and everything and she uh she takes it off on twitter on I don't think as bad as like she's not james Wood's level but right. she's, i mean she's uh at some level and she really came out when uh, uh, McCauley Culkin said, I have completely no problem with you removing Donald Trump from Home Alone 2 if you have a, uh, if, if you want to do that. This, yeah, has my, that. this has my full endorsement. Yeah. And Christy Swanson says, This is bullshit. You shouldn't be doing this cancel culture shit. You, I, I, at this point, give complete permission from you to remove me from Ferris Bueller's day off and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then I had a slew of people being like, You were in those movies. <laughs> <laughs> it completely backfired on her.
0: I don't remember her in Ferris Bueller. <laughs>
1: She's that one that was in the school when they called Bueller. Bueller, really? And she's like, oh, he, I saw him pass out at Thirty One Flavors last night. And <sighs> had that whole thing. God, but it was so dude. funny because the movies. I don't even think she picked Buffy. She picked like Ferris Bueller and like two other movies that no, no one, one knew she was, she was in. in. Yeah, I was like, that wasn't the smart move. <laughs> <man." laughs> I don't know why you didn't pick Buffy. But uh, so it, it was like tons of tweets about it. we did not know you were in that movie. That's hysterical. Just really to funny.
0: just to kind of piggyback that real quick. Speaking of Buffy the Vampire. Slayer did you see the clip from Paul Rubens on Wheel of Fortune
1: oh I watched the whole episode did you really <laughs> yeah, yeah. so when Pat yeah.
0: Sajak was sitting there talking about the uncomfortable family situation oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude I was just like <laughs> please tell me you're not going to bring up the <laughs> movie theater thing oh <laughs> he <laughs> like, <No, we> didn't <laughs> he's like oh dude. Uh, he's like uh, you so you were trying to get your family on the show what happened and he goes they told us no <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, Chuck Sheen
1: and Christy Swanson, man, they've had some of their problems. Oh. Man. <laughs> air, man. I went out, I remember buying went out and buying the Playboy that Christy Swanson was in. Didn't realize how much airbrushing was in it. I remember opening it and going, ah, oh, that's That's a shame. not her. That's a, <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> how long has it
0: been since Tiger Blood with Charlie Sheen? It's it's been what Five, ten years now? Tiger Blood? Yeah, when he was winning.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. It's been a Poor while. guy, dude. He's doing cameo now. Is he
0: really? It's, it's sad, apparently. <laughs> Hell, I'll get a cameo from <laughs> Charlie Sheen. <laughs> He'll give it to you, too. <laughs> he needs right. the money. <laughs> uh, I need that two and a half men money back. Yeah, I know, right.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, my last one here, man. This is a, a very unique. I love this movie. The second I saw it, it was right up my alley. It was a straight up indie movie from 2006. Uh, it's called Wrist Cutters, a love Star- Story. I have not heard of this. So good. You'll love it. Okay. telling you. Patrick Fugit, who I love Patrick Fugit. He's the little kid from, uh, not a little kid anymore, obviously. and wasn't in this movie. He was probably in his uh, late 20s. He was the little kid from uh, Almost Famous.
0: The, the, the kid that worked for Rolling Stone, okay, yeah, was fun yeah, yeah, around gotcha. the band, mm-hmm.
1: and he was also he was really good in Spun, and he was in the Vampire's Assistant, which was another movie. I don't know if you've seen. It. I you haven't, see but it. Oh, I I so wanted, wanted to because it's John C. Reilly, John C. Riley, right?
0: yeah. Willem Dafoe, awesome I mean, movie, sh- dude. If I'm willing to watch the Last Witch Hunter, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I
1: I wanted to go out and read the books for the Vampire Assistance, and I was super disappointed where they all, like, stopped, and I knew that they were going to not make sequels, because it was, like, six of them. Oh, wow. And so I was super excited that this was the infancy of something really cool, and it never became anything. But anyways, Patrick Fugit played the lizard boy in that, and he was really great. He, (laughs) he, like, jammed on his guitar, and he just had a lizard skin that was really funny. So the movie starts out, and he's dating Leslie Bibb, who's the really hot uh, girl from... um, Talladega Nights. That's okay. married to Will yeah, yeah, yeah. that eventually goes with Johnson yeah. Riley. <laughs> so he he's wants to be with her, and uh, she's dumping him, and he kills himself at the very beginning of the movie. Oh shit! They, they show him in the bathroom. They show the sink covered with blood. He falls onto the ground, and what happens is he goes to another plane of existence. Which is occupied, it looks just like Earth, but it's only occupied by people who have also committed suicide. Oh, wow. And so it's almost like a deserted town, but yeah. everyone you see has committed suicide. And sometimes you could see it. You could see so the. So it's like purgatory, you, basically. It's like purgatory, yeah. but it, they live their life. They they make dinners. They as watch. If they don't, yeah. As if nothing helps happens. They go to the bars and they drink. And there's weird things that I happens. already am very intrigued oh, it's, by it's this. very intrigued. And certain little miracles happen all the time and you don't know what it is like someone will light a cigarette and the uh, the match will float up in the air and disappear or turn into a bird or something now
0: and do they know that they're dead yeah they know okay. that they're dead and they, right.
1: they it's like a it's like an icebreaker. When I meet somebody, how'd you kill yourself? Oh, really? And, and why <laughs> what do you are you do in that? for? Yeah, why are you in for? <laughs> and so he just comes across... Uh, Patrick Fugit comes across... He's a very well-known actor, and I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Uh, Dan, I can't... He was in Boardwalk Empire. He, he's a really great actor that... Um, he ends up going on... It becomes like a buddy road movie with him. Huh. When he first meets him, and a lot of times we'll see the flashback of how they killed themselves and right. everything. Well, apparently... His whole family killed himself. Oh wow! So he gets to go to Sunday dinner because his whole family's there. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's it's weird. They they have
1: like it's like a big Italian wedding and they're all eating and they're they're having fun and everything. He says, "Yeah, my father's father killed himself. We all kill ourselves." (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) He's like, "It's no big deal." Yeah, it's what we um, do. Patrick Fugit runs into somebody that says, oh, man, I didn't know you were here. He's like, I didn't know you were here. How did you kill yourself? And then he finds out, and he's like, I was really uh, sad to hear about Desiree. And he's like, that was the, uh, his old uh, Patrick Fugit's old girlfriend. He's uh-huh. like, what about her? He says, oh, you don't know? He, she killed herself a couple months after you killed herself. He's like, holy shit, she's oh, here. Oh, wow. She's fucking here. Yeah. So he's got to go on the road and try to search for her. They pick up this beautiful girl. Uh, hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. And she's said she's on the search for whoever's in charge of this place. She's <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. She's like, yeah, 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 None of us are supposed to be here. She's like, no, I OD'd. Yeah. She's like, I'm not supposed to be here. Right. And so all three of them team up together. He's looking for his girl. They are eventually... Sounds like Wizard of Oz. They're... they're slowly falling in love, uh-huh. uh, Patrick Fugit. So he's falling in love with this new girl, realizing that she's not what the old girl was, but then it gets complicated when he runs into the old girl. Uh-huh. And she's part of this cult that's run by uh, Will Arnett. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's like God. You can't have a better fucking <laughs> cult leader than so Will crazy. Arnett. Well, th- before that, they end up running into Tom Waits. Tom Waits mm-hmm. is a crazy, you know. He's the folk singer and actor. He's in a lot of Jim Jarmusch
0: movies. He's the Bunny Guy from Seven Psychopaths. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh,
1: and he's laying in the road just at night. They almost hit him, and they pull off to the side of the road. Uh-huh. And they're like, he's like with his gravelly voice. He's like, I just took a nap. He's like, in the road. You don't think that's weird? <laughs> Speaking of weird, there's something going on with uh, Patrick Fugit's best friend has a car, and that's what they're driving around the whole time in.
0: Uh-huh.
1: For. N- they don't explain this. We don't know why this is. But on the floorboards, if you drop something, it goes into a black hole. So they lose lighters. and <laughs> Patrick Fugit loses like three of his sunglasses. And he's like, are you just doing that on purpose yeah. now? I told you about the black hole on the floor. Don't throw it in there. Yeah, They, they lose tapes down there oh and everything. God. They have a roadmap, and he gets pissed at once, and he throws <laughs> it down there. They end up using the black hole in a little way later on. Uh-huh. But they... Uh, it has such an amazing ending, I'm not gonna ruin it. It's it's such a beautiful ending. Uh and it's it, it ends exactly how you would want it to end. Huh. And uh it's so weird. It's such a weird movie, man. Yeah. Like they eventually get to Will Arnett's cult Thing and he thinks, I'm going to kill myself in this place and it's going to bring me back and right. I'm going to show you all the way and everything and never realize, And this this guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't know what he's talking about and everything. So it's just a fun buddy road movie yeah. and everything. No,
0: I've never and even heard of it, but it sounds good. It's a
1: genius concept, huh. you know, and just anyone that's committed suicide is on the land, yeah. everyone else, and, and they're trying to get out of there and she thinks she can, like, sh- she can figure out how to get out of there because she honestly is not supposed to be there. Right, yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I just would have to think of how much that would fucking suck. That if you got to the point where you're like, I'm, I'm gonna kill myself, and then you did, and you literally woke up in the exact same place, just different. Yeah, that would. Suck. No one's
1: angry in this place either. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a... weird. They're all like, Yeah, this is it. This, this is, is how what it is. is. Yeah, <laughs> you want to come home and see my family? Your family's here. Yeah, <laughs> that was the coolest part, man. Yeah, so Sunday dinners. So that sounds yeah. great. So, yeah, check out Risk Cutters. It, it was available on, like, a free app that I downloaded uh, called Pluto TV. Huh. And it, it's crazy. It's like there's so many of those weird apps that you don't have yeah. to pay to that that play, like, three, 400 movies. Like, really? if you have Apple TV, You can uh, the newest version lets you download apps on it. I'm, I'm not sure if Roku or mm-hmm. any of the other, like, uh, devices let you do it. But mm-hmm. if you have the ability to download an app on your television, Pluto TV, Crackle, and... S- There was another one, Crackle, uh, Tubu. I think it's Tubu, Crackle, and Pluto. Tons of free shows, tons of free movies, and a lot of indie movies that I'm I'm getting ready to rent, like pay for. And I was like, oh, shit, it's available for free on this. You have to watch a couple ads here and there, and that's it. So it was awesome. I loved it. Well, that was romantic.
0: I know, right? <laughs> I'm ready to swoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you people out there thought we'd never do a romance. Uh, hell, we could do a sequel to this sucker.
2: <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, so hopefully everyone enjoyed that. I, li- I like. See, you don't think you like romance movies, and then you look into almost all your favorite movies, yeah. and they have an element in Absolutely. there. I mean, Big Trouble Little China is my favorite movie. Last Dragons, yeah. one of your favorite movies. I mean, strong love
0: stories in it's, both those movies. Even fucking Terminator. Yeah. They're, they're,
1: they're, it's the root of everything, man. Yeah. you got to look for it. That's that's absolutely uh, Or it'll right. just hit you all of a sudden, so hopefully everyone does. But next week, next week me and David doing some 80s crime, so if you liked us talking some 80s flicks on this, that's going to continue next week with some 80s crime, some really good ones there. And then me and Justin, we're going to look for that bat signal. Because it's Batman time. I'm Batman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to ride with Batman? <laughs> going to find that clip Would someplace. Would you like that? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna tell, we're gonna share yeah, that we, video we or do something that for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna do some Batman. We got a lot of good pods coming up soon. So you're gonna have to stick with us. Uh, if you want to shoot us a message, you can uh, do it through email at fascinatedwithfilms at gmail or you could leave a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes, or you could check out our Facebook page, which has uh, a lot of our cool pictures on there. There, collages of uh, subjects that we're doing from week to week you can leave us a message on there we'll get back to it I know me and Justin are on Facebook frequently yes sir not as much as on Twitter but I use that just for news yeah <laughs> it gets complicated if I use it for myself <laughs> so I use Facebook for that yeah but that is the places to get a hold of us so hopefully everyone has a good week and we will see you next week so until then see ya
0: love you that is one nutty hospital.